meal to it. Here's the meal. Meal is good. Check this out. Because this, this was really personalized for me. And I wanted to study not just the scripture, but a person. I wanted to go to the beginning because I need a new beginning. I need a reset. I got most of the clutter out of the way. I'll be completely where I need to be in a minute. And so I said, I need a man that I can, because that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm attracting now. I'm actually creating, and I actually, and it hit me like in the middle of my stomach. Kevin, you're a part of that, Francisco. I just, I mean, it's been coming up so big in my spirit. I came up with the title for the new group, not like we're going to create another, you know, WhatsApp group. Trust me, I'm just stick with me. <laughs> but I came up with the new group, and it's called the Matrix Alpha Pack. I need some men that know how to be men, that know how to take a stand, who know how to say no, who know how to say no more than they say yes. And that's what I've been doing in this season. You want to go out? No. You want to go to dinner? No. You want to do this? No. You want to hang out? No. What you doing for your birthday? No, 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 no. So on Saturday night, I was by myself with scripture, working, fell asleep, woke up at three with God. No. Discipline. I need an alpha pack who's on the same page with me of men that want to rise up and lead a nation. And so the first person that came to mind, no, it was not Apostle Paul because it's me. No, it wasn't the ego and the arrogance. It wasn't the narcissism in me. I went to the father and his name is Abraham. I wanted to start with Abraham. I have to go to the beginning, it's called Genesis. So those that are taking notes, we're gonna start and if you want a reference point, it's Genesis 12, one. Now the Lord said to Abram. See, the life of Abraham teaches us that one, God can call you at any time of life without protesting or postponing. Abraham said, yes, Lord. And his unquestioning obedience is a rebuke to those of us who say, I'm too old, leave it to the young folks. Or I've earned the right to kick the back, I mean, to kick it back and take it easy. Let others do the heavy lifting. There's no retirement in the service of the king of kings. He has the right to ask you for anything and send you anywhere at any season of life. So number one, what you get from Abraham, Abram, specifically Abram, God can call you at any time of life. Number two, God's plan brings fulfillment, but it's always greater than your own personal fulfillment. God's plan brings fulfillment but it's always greater than your own personal fulfillment. See, Abraham was called to populate the entire Middle East. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. These words are a rebuke to those amongst us who seek to make a name for ourselves rather than allowing God to do it for us. In God's kingdom, you don't seek status. You earn it by being a service to others. Servant leadership. God's plan brings fulfillment. Is this not screaming to anybody other than me? Because this is how I want my Sunday to go. Let me give you number three so you can really take notes on what's cracking here. God will treat others according to how they treat you. God will treat others according to how they treat you. God told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. When you are in God's will, you don't have to promote or protect yourself. You don't have to promote or protect yourself. God will do it for you. He permitted no man to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes. 
saying, do not touch my anointed ones. Do you not know that scripture? Because if you don't, please put it in. Do not touch my anointed ones. I have to be very careful about that because that is something that when you're dealing with relationships and you're dealing in, in personal and in business, that I needed this season for this scripture. Not only do I know I'm anointed, it's even more blasphemous that you are anointed and you mess up his anointed. Ah, uh, somebody gonna hear me this morning. First Chronicles 16, 21 through 22. See, knowing that sets you free to go where God wants you to go, knowing sets you, that sets you free. Knowing, not hoping, not believing, not trying, but knowing it sets you free to go where God wants you to go and do what he wants you to do. That's why I'll go wherever I gotta go. If I gotta go to Australia, New Zealand, if I go to Japan, if I gotta learn Spanish, if I gotta go down to Columbia, if I gotta go to, if, if he tells me to go to the moon, people are like, you leaving again? Where are you going? Oh my God, that's so far, 15 hour flight. Oh my, well, how long you gonna be going? Shh. I go where God tells me to go. And to who God tells me to go to. See, Genesis 12, 1, now the Lord said to Abram, Abram had the ability, you might want to write that down for those that are in position to take notes. The, Abraham had the ability to hear God's voice. I, that's all I want. That's all I'm looking for. In everything that I'm doing, all day, every day right now, please talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, and give me the courage to do what you said to do. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Abraham couldn't turn to the scriptures for guidance then. And there were no prophets around to say, thus saith the Lord. Getting it right was critical for Abraham. He was being called to leave his job, his home and his security. He needed to know that the voice he was hearing was truly God's voice. This leads us to conclude that Abraham has developed a relationship with the Lord. And building a relationship takes time, effort, sensitivity, and commitment. Others may be counseled, I mean, if you have others to counsel you, and confirm what God is telling you, but ultimately, you must hear from God yourself. Nothing increases your confidence like knowing God has given you clear direction for your life. There's an author named Gary Thomas. He says he, he says, says he and his wife, they prayed extensively, right? They, this is what they were doing. He and his wife were praying extensively about buying a house, and God gave many opportunities to close the door. Five years later, when the house was worth considerably less than they had paid for it, they asked God, why didn't you stop us? At that point, God's spirit whispered, have you ever considered the possibility that I wanted you in that neighborhood to minister there rather than to boost your financial equity? God didn't tell Abraham, stay here and I'll make you even richer. No, he said, get out. Yes, he became richer, but does obedience obligate God to bless us in a way we think he should or can it call us to sacrifice? Can it cause us to sacrifice? Could some of the things that he's leading us to put us in a position that we have less because he's looking for us to sacrifice? Think about the cross 
before you answer this question that I'm giving you of sacrifice. See the last piece of this meal, staying at 12.1 with Genesis. Abraham trusted God to fulfill his promise. Come that what may. Abraham trusted God. I am trusting God. I am being told that I need to trust God. I need to trust him more. I need to not walk in doubt. I need to not walk in worry. I need to not work in, you know, walk in lack. I need to not worry about how much money. The decisions I make cost way more than I have. I need not worry about that because the decisions will be fulfilled. I will never have less than I need and more than I, I will always be in abundance because I, me, Abraham trusted God. I need to do what Abraham did because I need trusted God to fulfill his promise because he has promises on our life. Come that what may. See, by faith, he dwelt in the land of the promise as, a, as in a foreign country. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents. Hebrew 11.9. Some nights, Abraham probably thought, I wish I was back home sleeping in my own bed. You know how many times I wish that being in a hotel room traveling around the world? or in a, in a guest house. I just want to be in my own bed. Being in God's will gives you confidence, but it won't always make you comfortable. Following a plan you didn't devise to a destination you see in your mind but can't explain. It's called walking by faith. God decides the plan, moves you from point A to point B, and says, trust me. I've got it all worked out. I got you. In 1945, before he met Billy Graham, Cliff Barrows and his fiance, Billy, had scraped together enough funds for a simple wedding and two train tickets to a city with a resort hotel. On arrival, however, they found the hotel shut down, stranded in, the, in an in a familiar city with a little monkey. They thumbed a ride. A sympathetic driver took them to a grocery store owned by a woman he knew. The newlyweds spent their first night in a room above the store. The next day, when the woman and the lady overheard Cliff playing Christian songs on his trombone, she arranged for them to spend the rest of their honeymoon at a friend's house. Several days later, the host invited them to attend a youth rally where a young evangelist was speaking. The song leader that night was sick and Cliff was asked to take charge of the music. The young evangelist, of course, was Billy Graham. The two became partners from then on. When things don't go our way, God has plans, much better plans than you could ever, ever, ever have for yourself. Ah, and that is my meal for you today. I will pray a short prayer because I'll be praying all day today. But we come to you, Father, today with our heads bowed and with some of us with our heads up so that we can see where we're going if we're driving. And we ask you to clear this day on your Sabbath day, on this day, that we give you all thanks for giving us your son. We talk to Jesus and we ask him to be able to look over us as he has, moving all obstacles, adversities, challenges, clearing paths for us to have clarity, giving us clarity in spaces in which we're fogged, walking with us when we cannot walk for ourselves, lifting us up when our spirits are down, 
giving us abundance so that we can help others, not ourselves. Taking our mind off of everything that is but of you. We give you all the glory, we give you all the grace. We ask that you heal all those that are ailing. We ask you to give us a sound mind so that we can go to work. You give us sound minds so we can make sound decisions. Give us sound minds so we can lean on your understanding and your wisdom and your knowledge and your experience. We ask that we become a blessing to everyone that crosses our path, for we don't need to look for a blessing if we become a blessing, for we know that you have a storehouse waiting for us with blessings. We don't mind going into scarcity and making sacrifices, for we are not looking for abundance because even in your scarcest times, you are filled with abundance. We always know you'll never give us anything that we cannot handle. And we know that our cup will run us over if we just stay on course with you. In all of this, I give thanks for each person that hears my voice, all that are here with me this morning, and all that will hear my voice through recordings and touch every life there beyond in your name, in your accord. We ask that you forgive us for any inequities and any thoughts that should not be of us, but are of the flesh and the mind that are not in alignment with you and give you honor and praise and glory. And more than anything, for getting us up this morning, we stand in great gratitude just to be able to stand, walk, breathe, see, hear, taste, touch. We give thanks. We are so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Ooh.